Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Louis DiBiase here, as always, joining you on this Thursday edition of the show, alongside my co-host Gino Camilleri. The schedule is out, ladies and gentlemen. The Eagles' official 2020 regular season schedule, along with the NFL schedule, league-wide, was just released probably, what, uh, probably 20 minutes ago before we're recording this. 26 minutes, yeah. Yeah. So, Gino, we're just doing our live reactions right now. Uh, your your thoughts initially, just before we get into storylines and, you know, home games, the Eagles have four primetime games this year. Just your overall thoughts from just taking a quick glance at uh, this 2020 schedule. What are your thoughts? First, uh, no three-game away stretches. Yeah, that's I'm huge. glad that we don't see that. We do see a couple back-to-backs, but I don't think they're that bad of competition i would say i mean there are some tough stretches in here but i think this schedule is set up nicely i think the first three weeks are a lot like uh carson's rookie year when they played um cleveland chicago and then pittsburgh oh yeah i mean you have washington rams and cincinnati you should have two easy games and that rams game at home i mean carson should be juiced to get redemption and Doug at peterson the always beats sean mcveigh man so always. if he does it at the third time i don't want to hear anybody ever talk about sean mcveigh ahead of doug peterson ever <laughs> Yeah, man, he's he's the, uh, I would say, coach of the year killer. He, he's right. done a great job in that. And, True. no, I, I don't think the schedule's at all too bad. I mean, you don't play any division opponents on too short a rest at all, which is fantastic. I mean, you have a 10-day stretch between the Giants and when the first time you would play Dallas on Sunday Night Football, which is yep. amazing right before your bye. I mean, talk about a game to be juiced up for coming off 10 days rest and uh, you have two weeks before the next game. That's going to be a bloodbath at the link week eight. Everything's pretty well spread out, you know, I would say, whereas mm-hmm. last year, I don't know, it was pretty easy to start the first couple weeks, even though they lost two of their first three. But like yeah. you look at you look at Washington, uh, Atlanta, Detroit, you're like, all right. You should at least be 2-1 and one before you get to that tough Lambeau game against Green Bay. I feel it's kind of like that now, but then you had that three-game road trip, uh, mm-hmm. all your division games stacked at the end, um, whereas here, everything's pretty balanced out. You don't have that crazy road trip. Yeah, like you said, there's some back-to-backs, but from week 6-8, to eight, I mean, you get three home games in a row against the Baltimore Ravens, the New York Giants, and the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, there's two really tough stretches in the schedule, though, I did see. From weeks 4-6, to six, when you go San Fran, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, that's tough. And then mm-hmm. down the stretch at the end of the season, weeks 12-14, to 14, you got the Seahawks at home, primetime. Then you head to Lambeau the next week to play the Packers, and and then you're back at home to take on the New Orleans Saints. And a cool storyline there, Malcolm Jenkins' return. That's going to be very hmm. Brian Dawkins-esque coming back with the Broncos, Deshaun Jackson coming back with Washington, McCoy with Buffalo. That one I'm really looking forward to. You know, That's the cool thing, too, with the schedule. There's a lot of revenge games here that I'm really circling. And specifically, it's that Seahawks game because they never beat Seattle, dude. I cannot oh, tell you I, the last time they beat the Seahawks. So hopefully they're at home again. I mean, this is the third home game you get against Seattle in a calendar year. So hopefully they can get that done. And then, you know, two weeks later, you get Malcolm Jenkins. But it's not just about Jenkins. It's about the Saints, too. Remember, they were mm-hmm. mocking the Eagles when they beat them in 2018 after that that Alshon devastating drop. They were playing Dreams and Nightmares in the locker room. So those are two games for me that I saw instantly that I circled that I'm really looking forward to. To me, the the season comes down to that last stretch, of course, and I, I feel it's not like as it's easy as last year, to... dude. It's because no, last not year you had, you had Miami, even though you lost it, like it looked on mm-hmm. paper, like okay, you could run the table five yeah. at least. Four I'm saying five, like week twelve through fourteen, every right. single yes. year just seemed to be the worst. I, I don't know why, but 
you look back to last year, you had to go on that that run against some good teams, and even the year before that too, and you, you went ahead and did that. And I believe that – I don't think Green Bay is as good as people think they are. Like, I'm with you. Especially after their draft. Like They already had question marks coming in. I think we already beat them last year when I believe they had a better team last year than uh-huh. they are going to have coming into this year. I mean, you lose your tackles. That's going to be tough. They didn't give him much help at all, but – could it be a look-ahead game to that Saints game the following week? Who knows? But to me, if you win one of those three games, I think you're in fine shape, especially down the stretch because, I mean, you need to beat Dallas Week 16, I feel. And then yeah. the, the Cardinals, that's not an easy game either. It's going to be a nice air raid, Cliff Kingsbury-esque style game. But to me, man, I think it's it's evened out. Like I, There's no short weeks outside of the the Giants game after you play Baltimore, which thankfully that's going to be at home on a on a three-game homestand, which is fantastic. And three games at home before you go into the bye. Like that's, that, you couldn't set that up any better. The guys are going to be able to stay in their beds for right. five consecutive weeks. That is a huge plus for this team in the middle of the year when guys are going to have to get healthy and you're going to need a stretch run. Yeah, and you look at it too, it is very similar last year, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans. It was kind of, you know, you had Chicago and then the bye week, but then you had to go New England, Seattle. You're right, like around that week 12 range, things really Mm -hmm. do get tough. But I think overall, you know, at the top end of the schedule with Washington, L.A., Cincinnati at the end with Arizona, Dallas, Washington, you should be able to start this season off and finish it pretty strong. I, I think at least when you, when we're talking about the Redskins, Rams, and Bengals, you should be at least 2-1. and one. I think you could win all three of those football games with two of them being at home. I mean, and of course, we always get that, you know, this is the third time in four years you get week one against Washington, and Carson Wentz, dude, lives to beat the Redskins. And uh, this could be more fun this year because Ronald Darby's on the other side, so I'm hoping for at least a couple sluggo routes that Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Rager beat on him. But just, I, I pulled up this um, this one tweet Carson Wentz against the Redskins since 2017. 69% completion percentage, 292 passing yards per game, 14 touchdowns, 3 picks, an 11, uh, 111.6 passer rating, and he's 5-0. and So I, I like that. Uh, last year it started off rocky. You were down 17 zip, but I like that uh, that week one game against Washington to feel good at 1-0. I think you have a lot of things that you can look at off of last season and really kind of, in a way, avenge what you did. And you had a quote-unquote easy stretch in those first three weeks. Sure. Now is the time that you win those games early because, man, you're going to need them. You can't slip up early in the season in those easy games. I mean, you should have no excuse to beat Cincinnati. You should have no excuse to lose to Cincinnati or Washington, for that matter. Especially, uh, they're going away that week. That's right, against the... The Redskins, if I'm not mistaken, correct? They start yes, on the they road. are on the yep. road uh, in Washington. Yeah, in that crap hole FedEx field, <laughs> yeah. which is the worst stadium. Well, it's football. good, though. At least it's kind of like a home game, though. Eagles fans take over that stadium every time. Yeah, exactly. No, it'll be juiced up, like always. I mean, I, I could think back to that Fletcher Cox fumble return touchdown and how yep. crazy that place was going. I mean, think to last year when that Miles Sanders touchdown happened and all the fourth and John guys were partying up with uh, yeah, Miles right. Sanders down there in the Gail end zone. Gail Sanders but, is bear-hugging Nigel Bradham. Right. <laughs> Right. No, but I mean, Lou, you look at it. Realistically, week one, Washington, Eagles fans will travel well. Week two and three is at home. Week four is in California. I'm sure you'll have a pretty good contingent there. Week five, you're back in Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. going against the Steelers. And then you're home week six, 
seven, eight, and then you have a bye, and then you travel to New York and then Cleveland. I mean, you're going to have a good contingent at probably nine out of the 11 first games, like without a doubt. And then the stretch run, you're going to have a good game and a good crowd for Monday Night Football against the Seahawks. The Saints game will always be buzzing. And then, I mean, you close it out week 17 against the Redskins at home. That game could mean everything. And I love playing at home week 17, especially when things matter. Do you think that they picked the right four games here for primetime? It is San Francisco week four, uh, New York week five, Dallas week eight, and then what was it? Yeah, Seattle week 12. I, I like it. Um, and then, of course, you're going to have more national TV games as well. The Saints at 425, the Packers at 425. I'm sure Dallas again week 16, like that's going to be maybe for the division. Um, mm-hmm. The only game I would have maybe liked to see on primetime rather than, of course, you're going to get a couple in-division primetime games, but that Baltimore game, Carson Wentz versus Lamar Jackson, you know my affection with Lamar Jackson. Uh, that would have been a really fun game to have on like Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree, but I, I like the ones that they had. I'm glad that they don't have as many primetime games this year, to be honest with you. like I think four is perfect. All those games, we knew the Eagles and Cowboys always get one, of course. Right. Um, the Seahawks game, I think, is definitely the the perfect game to be. I want you, Davion Clowney, to resign there so bad because I want to beat him. I do. I want Carson Wentz to come back. They're, they're, I want him to pull saying, hey, He might come to Philly, man. I I know, and I'm not into it. But I, I hope if he goes back to Seattle, give me one of Carson Wentz's vintage duck unders of the defensive hmm. end, and then just drills a deep pass. I, I so want nothing more. In the back of the head again, yeah, that would be terrible. right. That's true. Until Clowney <laughs> shots our quarterback for a third straight year. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No, but I, I think they hit it right on the head. And you have a ton of uh, America games of the week and primetime CBS games. And those are the games that I like. I like those 425 games because you have enough time to get juiced up. I mean, the team will be ready as always. And that week 16, 425 matchup, I'm sure it'll get flexed if, if the NFC East is on the line. So let's see for their uh there are four primetime games. We've got Sunday night against San Fran, week four. The Giants game is Thursday night. Dallas is also Sunday night, so you get two Sunday night games, a Thursday night, and then a Monday night against Seattle. Is that it? Oh, and then uh, i, I got to be missing one, right? That was only three. Yeah, what is the last one? Wait, okay, so Niners week four. That's Sunday yes. night. Uh, yep. Giants week seven. Cowboys week on eight. Thursday, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. And then uh, and then Seattle. So you have a Monday night game. You have two Sunday night games and a Thursday nighter. Sunday night are my favorite primetime games. So mm-hmm. I'm glad if you're going to get more of one primetime, it would be SNF for sure. Definitely, I like those Thursday night games, especially against the Giants. They have a good track record in those games. Um, I think that that's a tune-up game right after a tough Baltimore matchup before that Dallas game. Like that's a game you can't slip up. It's mm-hmm. definitely a look-ahead game for sure. But that's the game where you just continue to keep it going. I mean, if you drop two out of three between San Fran, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore, getting on a two-game stretch before that bye, and then having the chance to go back at the Giants again, and then at Cleveland, I mean, that's a good stretch to get on before you hit that tough four-game uh, down the stretch there with um well, yeah. with the Seahawks. That's the good thing um, about Cardinals, how, Saints, how this is laid out. The, the way I like how this is laid out is that you, yeah, you have those two, three game, like tough stretches, but before that you have very winnable games that you should be favored in. Like, it's not just this one daunting stretch where I feel like Mm -hmm. with the Eagles, the beginning of the season, you could take a deep breath at the end. It was like, all right, it looks very 
in favor of Philadelphia. Whereas at the middle of the schedule, dude, I mean, you had that three-game road trip where you played Minnesota, Dallas, Buffalo. Then you got to play Chicago, New England, Seattle. I mean, you went for like two months where you were playing really good teams each week. Whereas mm-hmm. here, like, yeah, you, you do play San Fran, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, later on Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans. But, you know, you got Washington and Cincinnati in your first three weeks. You've got that Giants game before the bye week to get to that important primetime game against Dallas. Then before you get to that final tough three-game trip or stretch, because two of those three are at home, you get, like you said, New York and Cleveland. So I do like how, look, when you win the NFC East, you have a first-place schedule. Your schedule is going to be tough. You're going to play really good teams. So this is what comes with being a good football team. You're not always going to have easy stretches like you did, I, I would say, in 2017. It's the worst first-place schedule I've no, ever it's, seen. No, it's, it's nice. Have, and it's also, Gino, yeah. it's well, it's it's spread out. That was my point, was like, it, mm-hmm. it's very, it's not, there's not one key stretch of this season that could like throw your season off the rails. Kind of like last year, I mean, that, that almost mm-hmm. happened. If you lose to the Bills, the game we were at, and you yep. dropped to 3-5, and five, I mean, who knows what happens after that. Yeah, I definitely think. I mean, we'll do the pick 'em, but I think you have a good chance to get off to a good stretch here in the in the first For eight sure. games. I agree. Five and three would be realistic, and my first glance, I I believe that you can win probably eleven games on the schedule. Like, I'm not going to get overly optimistic and say twelve, mm-hmm. but I, I don't. How everything is set up, like with the rest, not having to leave Pennsylvania for a month and a half yep. during the that that middle of the season is going to be huge. I mean. I don't think people understand how instrumental that is going to be when those guys don't have to leave their bed or get on a plane because well, they only and this have to team is one of the best. I mean, the Eagles are one of the best home teams in the NFL. You know, like you remember when in Seattle, it is always so hard to play there, no matter how good okay. the Seahawks are. Lincoln Financial Field, it's like that, too. Teams do not want to come to the link. The Eagles are mm-hmm. a better home team, specifically the defense, Gino, over the I last couple so years. I feel so bad for Joe Burrow week three. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad for that kid. But even like when we're talking specifically our defense – over the last three years, the difference between our home defense and away, it's night and day. So mm-hmm. that's it is huge that you have four weeks where you get to be home. I definitely agree. I mean, we were really upset at the three-game road stretch last year, and I think the NFL did us a favor in that three-game home stretch before And it's around the, the same time this year, too. Absolutely. And, I mean, getting Baltimore in that first game back to the link after two straight weeks away, like, I, I, I think that's going to be a juiced-up game, and you have yeah. a chance to cement yourself in that three-week period as one of the better teams in the league. I Absolutely. mean, you beat San Fran... And then uh, let's say you beat Pittsburgh by chance and beat Baltimore or win two out of three even, uh, you're going to be in good contention because that that's the benchmark. Those are the benchmark teams for me. Like, yeah, by all rights, you should beat Cincy. You should beat Washington. Uh, I think you should beat the Rams. I don't think they're going to be a very good team next mm-hmm. year. But when you have to win those games late in the season against Seattle, Green Bay, and New Orleans, like – I'm not going to make excuses. Like Those are the games you have to win. And like I said before that Seattle game last year, if they don't win those games, I don't even think you compete in the playoffs. But then they went on a miraculous run. And like this time, if you go three in a row and just get smashed by Seattle, get smashed by Green Bay, get smashed by New Orleans, and then you have to hope you can beat Dallas again, Like I don't want to get into that predicament. This is the time that a good Eagles team, which I believe they have, has to beat those good teams and if you beat, I mean, because there were the question marks of the teams they beat last year. Oh, don't get me wrong, but if you beat uh, New Orleans Saints and a Seattle, and take two out of three between those two, and then the Niners in there, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. man, I, I'm looking. I'm pretty happy with what you came out with because to me, those are the three top tier NFC teams that you are going to play this season. And Dallas, that's just it goes unspoken. I mean, well, we know about that. Yeah, and I think they're set up with this how the schedule is laid out to. I think it's easier to win those games this year compared to years past because, again, in that tough stretch where you have Seattle, Green Bay, and New Orleans, you get to be home against Seattle, which is huge because that's a tough place to play. Yeah, you got to go to Lambeau again, but if you were going to play one road game between Seattle, Green Bay, and New Orleans, I'd rather go to Lambeau against that Packers team mm-hmm. than Seattle or, I don't. I mean, going back to the Superdome. I mean, we saw what happened last time in 2018. The Eagles got blown out of the water. So the fact that you get the Seahawks at home and the Saints at home, you're going to win at least one of those football games and then the same thing yeah you got to go to San Fran and then to Pittsburgh back to back but then you do get Lamar Jackson and Baltimore at home so that that favors mm-hmm. you as well Louis DiBiase here and Gino Camilleri of Locked on Eagles reacting to the Eagles official 2020 regular season schedule we got to hit a quick break we'll come back continue to give our reactions and then in segment three we'll do the win-loss predictions we'll roll down all 16 games that's coming up right here on Locked on Eagles Guys, we'd like to thank our friends at Built Bar for sponsoring today's Locked On Eagles, the best protein bar you can find. And honestly, if you didn't know it, you wouldn't even know you're eating a protein bar. You'd think you were eating a straight chocolate bar. My favorite, I don't know if I'm weird for being this way, but I'm a big orange chocolate guy. And they have an orange chocolate flavored built bar. And it's fantastic. It's so good during workout days. Love to eat it. It's just such a healthy alternative snack. My girlfriend right now is really liking the peanut butter ones. There's flavors for everyone's taste buds. They're soft, chewy, and they're coated in chocolate. That, of course, is the best part. Anyway, it's a great source of protein. 15 grams in each bar. It's such a good healthy choice, as I said, with their low calorie, low sugar, but high fiber and protein ingredients. All you got to do right now, go to builtbar.com and use our promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's right, $10 off your first order at Built Bar. Use our promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, everybody, Louis DiBiase here joining you alongside Gino Camilleri. Gino, it's kind of cool, though, man. It's it's crazy how quick time flies. I remember, it feels like just yesterday, a rookie Carson Wentz was playing this Baltimore Ravens team, right. the Cincinnati Bengals. One of the worst games of the Doug Peterson era, right? Paul Turner was one of their receivers in yep. that football game. Cleveland week one, Wentz beats RG3. I mean, it, I, I can't believe it's been four years already, and Carson Wentz is heading into year five. I mean, it, to play the AFC North again uh, is nuts. I know, it really is, because I, I remember thinking back and, seeing Carson in that first game throwing that touchdown pass to Jordan oh Matthews and saying, man, this is this is going to be something different. What like, a way it, to start a career. He threw so many dimes on that drive. Remember the back oh shoulder, God. the one-handed yes. catch by Zach Ertz? I mean, he was just methodical. He didn't throw his first inter- interception until week four with the game yeah. on the line. And to Darius Slay. To Darius Slay, and I tweeted out the other day, I said, I learned three things from that play, that Wentz will throw the air- ball deep in the air, yep. you know, he'll let it fly, Nelson Aguilar was never a dog, and Darius Slay was the number one cornerback that we always needed. And it's kind of funny how things come full circle because, once again, we're in this scenario where you're playing those teams that Wentz played in his first go-around. And, I mean, Wentz had one of arguably his better games against the Ravens. I mean, that stretch he led at the end there to almost come back and win the game, they went for two points because that's who Doug Peterson is. And by all rights, Carson had one of his better games, and – you go and redeem yourself against Cincinnati, and I'm glad we played this division because I, I believe you can beat Pittsburgh. I, I don't think they're a world-beater team like they were in the past. Right. I mean, we took their arguably their number two pass rusher in Javon Hargrave, you know, so yeah. I, I think 
this is a very winnable schedule, and Carson can do a lot of things against a lot of defenses that are going to be having a tough time defending speed. I mean, what? just looking at that first stretch, I mean, San Fran is about the only one that I could see with a, a defensive back crew that can really hold their own against the speed that the Eagles have. I mean, the Rams aren't as great outside of Jalen Ramsey. Pittsburgh, I mean... They don't really have anybody else. Baltimore's of- corners are good, but it's like Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith aren't really the you know the speed kind of corners. Yeah, and that's why I think you match up well against all these teams because uh, arguably the top defense you go against all year is going to be either I'd say the Saints or the Niners probably. Yeah, I mean Baltimore will probably be up there for sure. I would say those are the top three, but. I don't think you can't beat those defenses the way that the Eagles are set up. I mean, the Ravens are set up to defend the run in that in that division, of course. I mean, that's how they play out there in the AFC East. Um, the Niners, uh, it's going to be tough, but I think you can see what speed did to them in the Super Bowl last year and try and sure. copy that plan. But to me, there's a lot of a lot of benchmarks that I need to see this team cross to like say that they're going to be a competitor. Like, I'm not going to say they're going to come out here. Oh, they're going to be 13 and three. Like I I need to see it. Like I I hate picking the schedule because I always do it wrong. And I always (laughs) over predict for them. Well, yeah, because I always think they are better than they are. No, I know, but I always think they're better than they are when in reality, like, like show me that you're better. You know, like if you come out and you win four straight and you beat San Fran and you're four and oh, like then we could talk, you know. Like yeah. when they went on that 2017 stretch, where like they beat the par- the Panthers, and we're like, okay, this is we're onto something here, and you know. Started rolling for sure, and yeah. then they yeah, yeah they went on that crazy run. Yeah, it, look, they uh, you, you're gonna know who this football team is. They play some of the best in the NFL, and you know you were talking about specifically like the Eagles' offense for some of these defenses, but. Howie Roseman, one of his main priorities this offseason on both sides of the football was getting this team faster, as you alluded mm-hmm. to. And let's just flip the script on defense, though, bringing in Darius Slay, Nikel Roby Coleman, uh, Will Parks, even drafting like Davian Taylor in the third round, a really fast linebacker. Also a fast linebacker, you signed Jatavis Brown. Um, they play, first off, there's going to be some fun quarterback battles. You know, you got Wentz versus Jared Goff for the first time mm-hmm. since. Wentz tore his ACL in 2017. You've got Lamar Jackson. I cannot wait for that matchup. Russell Wilson again, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, like Kyler Murray. There's going to be some fun quarterback battles, but also some of these offenses, Gino, are loaded with speed. I mean, San Fran, they're going to have to go up against our, our boy Brandon Ayuk and, and our other boy Debo Samuel. I know, man. And uh, Baltimore's got Hollywood Brown, Devin Duvernay, um, you know, the, of course, the Dallas Cowboys with C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. Seattle, D.K. Metcalf comes back. Tyler Lockett. Arizona, I mean, that's going to be a tough team to cover, right? DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, uh, Larry Fitzgerald still. Even Andy Isabella runs a 4-3. So that's one thing I noticed on the schedule, too, is good thing the Eagles went with speed on both sides of the ball, not just offense, because they play some teams that can fly. Absolutely, man. No, I, and you can't take it away from the teams that they're going against. But like I said, you you talk about your offense. Like if you can't keep up with the Ravens and they beat you like thirty seven to twenty, like you, then you start to question things. And same with San Fran. But on the same aspect, if you can hold a San Fran offense to eighteen points and hold a Baltimore Ravens offense to twenty one, like I think those are successful games, and that's where you're really going to see it because. We know what Washington's going to bring on offense. We know what Cincinnati will. The Rams will be tough, but 
once again, they're kind of in the in the midst of a whole. I'd say it's uh, like a really yeah, retooling, it's a, but it's way more. It's way closer it's to a, a rebuild. rebuild. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, where like the Eagles are retooling, they're still a team that is going to remain one of the best teams in the NFC this year. If you ask me, like, yeah, there was a lot of change, but I think the roster got better. The Rams like are kind of mm-hmm. retooling, but it yeah, it screams rebuild way more. When I mean, you look at their offense, I mean, you lose Brandon Cooks. I like Van Jefferson. They brought him in, but you know, no more Todd Gurley. Sean McVay's offense wasn't nearly the same last year. Jared Goff regressed significantly. Uh, the Rams, week two, they don't scare me at all, especially at home. No, not one bit. And that's how I felt kind of like in 2016 with that Pittsburgh game. You know, they weren't right. world beaters at the time. Everybody kind of picked everybody, uh, picked the Steelers to kind of come out and beat the Eagles. And then they just squashed them. I mean, Carson had one of his best games that that uh, scramble and throw to Darren Sproles. Oh. It was unbelievable. And, and I think he's going to do some magical things the first few weeks of the season against this uh, these defenses, man. And if you want to get your name in that early MVP discussion, what a better three-week stretch against some bad defenses. Week sure. one against Washington, then against the Rams, and then against the Bengals. I want to see Carson get hot early. I mean, he's had the couple seasons coming back where he kind of was slow out of the gate, and we've seen that, and, and we'd be... Well, in fairness, um, last year he lost his entire offense in week two and three. Definitely. So. No, I, I see that. <laughs> I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But I'm just saying as a whole, like, you want to see that unit operate cleanly, you know? Oh, it, yeah. It's going to be tough getting those new pieces in there, but to me... It has been Those rocky are, the, the last couple of years to start the season. I, definitely, I, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, I'm not saying they're tomato can games, but they're games that like you want to tune in the cannons for a big yeah. matchup against the Niners Week Four. Oh yeah, because you don't want to like last year. You should have won at least probably both. You should have been probably three and zero after that Washington, Atlanta, Detroit stretch. You're one and two, and then you had to win that game at Lambeau, which is a tough matchup this year. After that three-week stretch that's very favorable, again, you go San Fran and Pittsburgh on the road back-to-back and then Baltimore. After that, it gets good because you're at home for a while and you play mm-hmm. the Giants twice in three games. And it goes Giants, Cowboys, Giants, uh, Cleveland. So three of those four games are really favorable. But if you lose, let's say, two of those first three games again, I mean, you don't want to have to be your... I just I know how good this team is with their backs against the wall. In the last two years, the last three years, they've proven that that is when they play the best. I just would like it to be in 2017 where you don't have to do that again early on in the season. The past two mm-hmm. years, they've had to dig themselves out of significant holes. So I'm with you there. This team should start fast, and I think the schedule is set up to where they should be able to do that. One thing we haven't even mentioned is... Now there's going to be seven teams in the playoffs, so wanting exactly. to get that first seed to get the bye week since there's only one team getting it, yep. you need to not have any slip-ups. And this is the season that if you want to go 13-3 and to get home field advantage, you have to make sure you play a 2017-esque style season where you come out hot and things are clicking And you got to beat the teams, fast. man. That And they, they play the teams. And you got to beat be the competing. teams that you have to beat, yes. Right. They're going to be playing the teams they're competing with for that one seed. you got San Fran, you've got Seattle, you've got New Orleans. I don't think Green, Green Bay will be there, but they were the two seed last year. you got to respect their defense still and Aaron Rodgers. So that's the other thing. Yeah, there's only one bye week available, and they play the teams that you're going to have to, like 2017, like you had to beat the Rams in that football game, mm-hmm. and they did. You're going to have to do that even more this year against, you play a lot of those teams that, that are going to be right there with you. 
Absolutely, and that that's the thing that I like about this schedule is that it's not too daunting. You have some nice stretches, especially that month and a half. You're in Pennsylvania. Then you have a friendly game at New York. You're going to have a good contingent there. And then in Cleveland, I'm sure uh, if I'm still in Western New York, I'll travel to that game. And then you go on that big stretch, and that's what you, you prepare for. And hopefully the Eagles' injury luck turns it around this time, and some other teams get the injury bug, you know, and they have everything there, and they have 10 out of 11 starters on offense and 9 out of 11 on defense still playing. And you go on a nice stretch. That That's the hope to me. But if you come out rocky and you do what you did last year, I'm going to say the NFC is unrelenting, man. Like, I, you can't expect to make the playoffs in that style every single year. No, you can't. And hopefully they get lucky and they don't have to play. Because this year you don't get to play Miami, Washington, mm-hmm. the Giants twice, and Dallas when you have Greg Ward out there and Deontay Burnett and Robert Davis. I mean, again, you got to go Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, and Dallas in a, you know, a five-week stretch. So you got to be healthy for those games. This year, it is way more spread out where, yeah, things aren't as tough in the middle and they're favorable in certain spots, but it's not like last year where, all right, you, you get like a month-long breather at the end of the season. Right Right now, the way this is looking is it's very up and down, like, couple easy weeks tough stretch couple easy weeks tough stretch back and forth back and forth so it it is a season where you're going to need to be consistent definitely I think that's the thing that I want to see out of this team is can they all turn it on at the right time like they did in 2017 because the last two years Lou it was oh the the offense is on but the defense is off I mean look at that Miami game the offense was hot defense literally couldn't stop me and you from running uh (laughs) getting the ball downfield but Before that, it was the offense just awful against the Patriots and Seahawks, and the defense was stepping up. Absolutely, and the thing I I like as well is that I think you're going to have a good mix of the styles of games that you could win. Like that Baltimore game, we we expect it to be a shootout, but by all intents and purposes, that game and the San Fran game, those could be two defensive matchups where they're low-scoring games against two very good units, and you might have to squeak out a, a 17 to 13 win against one of those two teams. You know, I mean, the way the schedule set up, it's going to be a nice test of can you win the shootouts against Dallas? Can you win the shootouts against a team like Arizona who has a lot of weapons? The Saints, the same thing. Seattle, same regard. Can you beat the good defenses like the Ravens, like the Niners? I mean, you're even going to have to play a tough Pittsburgh defense, which is never. They never seem to bowl over, I feel. Like, they always have a good defense. Uh, when the Devin Bush and Fitzpatrick started to come on last year, they really turned it around. So, to me, this is going to be a, a nice schedule. Can you win multiple games at home? Can you win multiple games on the road? You're going to see a lot of telling signs out of this team and different patterns that you could take away from it. And I like how it's set up, man. I, when, at first glance, I, I kind of feel the exact same of how I feel now. And I, I think this is a very playoff worthy schedule I I think you could get to the playoffs no doubt in my mind yeah and I think it's tougher down the stretch than it is to start the year and I think I would I don't know I kind of go back and forth with if I want the season to start off with easier opponents because I don't know it, it might be better to catch the good teams early because 
not everybody has found their footing early on, but at the same time, maybe that's why I'd rather play like Washington, Cincinnati early on because we've seen Philadelphia in the last couple of years. They really don't get hot until down the stretch. So when you're playing your best football, then okay, bring on Seattle, bring on Green Bay. So for me, I, I like the way the schedule is. I think it's very balanced. It's spread out. You don't get boned with any crazy, you know, road trips or these daunting stretches. Even mm-hmm. even though there's two really tough three game stretches, um, you get two home games in the second one and in the first one you're home for a month after that so I, overall I like the format of the schedule it's tough yeah you win the division again you're going to be playing some really good football teams but uh, overall I really do like it me and Gino we're going to go down I, I don't really like it from an accuracy standpoint since it is May but we will do the the traditional win-loss predictions coming up next. Way too early win-loss predictions for the 2020 Philadelphia Eagles schedule that was just released, probably uh, now going on an hour. We'll start the competition today with people important in your mom's life. Mother's Day is her Super Bowl, so celebrate this Mother's Day by scoring her favorite gift of the day. Your mom will be able to travel in her mind to exotic India, sample the food, and laugh at the perils of raising a teenager in 1950s India through a new book of fiction called The Henna Artist. By the way, it's Reese Witherspoon's book club's pick for May. Anytime in May, post a picture of your mom or you holding the ebook or book on Instagram or Facebook and tag the author at the Alka Joshi. That's T H E A. L-K-A-J-O-S-H-I. A donation of four meals per post, up to 10,000 meals, will go to Feeding America. So guys and gals, buy the Henna Artist today at your favorite bookseller, including Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, Walmart, Costco, and Target, and make mom the ultimate winner in your family. All right, Gino, we're back. Locked on Eagles, a Thursday edition of the podcast. The Philadelphia Eagles 2020 regular season schedule is officially out. They start off the season for the third time in four years against the Washington Redskins. So, Gino, let's do it now. Uh, again, it's <laughs> it's May, and this is never really accurate. The last couple years, I've predicted them to be like 12-4, and four, and they've been 9-7 and seven back-to-back. And then in 2017, when they won a Super Bowl and were a one seed, I had them going 9-7. and seven. So normally it's not very accurate. Mm. But for the fun of it, like with our initial reactions and our feelings towards the schedule, Let's let's predict it based on what we see from all these teams and the Eagles after free agency, after the draft, on paper. Let's give our paper predictions. Uh, we'll start with you. I'll roll down the schedule for you, and I'll uh, we'll go win loss. So week one on the road against the Washington Redskins, win. Uh, home against the Los Angeles Rams week two, win. Cincinnati Bengals week three also at home, win. All right, you got them starting off three and zero. I think mm-hmm. I agree with you. Then this is when it gets tough. They head on the road week four, primetime football against the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's a loss. It's going to be tough to travel and play in primetime out west. Yeah, And then they head across back out to Pennsylvania from California to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a win. They always play Pittsburgh well. I mean, you can think back multiple times. The year Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl, they sacked Ben Roethlisberger seven times in that game. So, yeah, they have a pretty good track record against the Steelers. All right, four and one. Here comes another tough one. Home, though, against the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. In my gut, it's a swing game, and I think we can win, but I'm going to play on the safe side. I'm not going to go crazy here. I'm going to say that's a loss before the two NFC East games. Yes, four and two before the bye week here. And your big matchup on primetime against the Dallas Cowboys. You get a primetime game week seven against the Giants. Win. All right, five and two heading into the bye. I think that's pretty realistic, and I, I would I'll take that right now. All right, now home game against the Dallas Cowboys Sunday Night Football. It's been 
like so long since we've had like a nice win against Dallas at home, and like I, I think it's just about time. Like th- this is the time we just on Monday on Sunday night football like get our redemption. We beat them in a shootout, beat them at their own game, and and go six and two into the bye. Like you're gonna be juiced up after ten days rest with a bye week. You're gonna have vacation the next week. What a better feeling than to beat the Cowboys and then go on vacation? Like I, it, it to me, it's set up too perfect to lose that game. All right, six and two. Now you're on a two-game road trip, but it's against mm-hmm. pretty favorable opponents: New York Giants and then Cleveland Browns. I, I say they sweep the Giants again. I right. don't see how the Giants beat them. So we are at five and two, six and two, seven and two, and now Cleveland yep. on the road. That's going to be a it's, tough it one, feels but like I, a trap game before it that does. It stretch. definitely. I, that's what <laughs> I'm thinking. I, They've got Taylor on their loss. roster. Like, that's not a I'm going to say it's a loss because I want to pick a win against Seattle. And, like, if I pick them to win this game, I don't think they beat Seattle. But I think, think if they, they finally... lose to the Browns, yeah. they can beat Seattle. Do you think they finally beat the Seahawks? They have not. When was I'm going to say, they dude, beat them? We, we have to just speak it into existence now. Like, they're beating the Seahawks. I, I can't see they them lose twice to them last year. They lost to them in 2017, 2016, 2014. I can't remember. Oh, and they got killed by them during the Dream Team season in 2011, too. Yep. Holy cow, dude. They haven't beat the Seahawks in like a decade. Yeah, I know. It's about time, man. About time. <laughs> all right. All right. So you got them at 8-3. and three, mm-hmm. And uh, a big win to start this tough three-game uh, stretch. Now they head to Lambeau with a rematch against the Green Bay Packers. I think they win that game. All right. I don't think the Packers are really – they don't scare don't. me like they used to. No, they don't. All right, nine and three. Malcolm Jenkins comes back to Lincoln Financial Field, taking on the New Orleans Saints, a rematch of that 2018 divisional uh, playoff matchup that broke all our hearts with that Alshon drop. I'm going to say loss because I want to anti-jinx this one, like, in the worst way. Like, I've wanted them to beat the Saints for so long. I mean, I like I know, Those are the games Seattle, I want, really. But like, the Saints, those are the games like, that if they lose, I'm going to be ticked off. Like, Seattle and New Orleans specifically, I really want those games. When I was, uh, this is in my younger days, when I was a much more hot-headed fan, I was working at my dad's restaurant when the Eagles played the Saints in the playoffs. That was the, the Reggie Bush game when um Sheldon Brown like took his head off. And I was super upset that they lost, and my dad had like a glass desk, and I took my jacket and I like slammed it, and it hit the glass desk and shattered. And ever since then, I've just absolutely despised the Saints. My best friend who just asked me to be the best man in his wedding is a Saints fan and my other best friend who's the other best man is a Green Bay fan I mean that two week stretch I'm going to be miserable especially if they lose to the Seahawks before that a team who I despise as well like I'm going to be just a miserable human being see that's the thing like against the Ravens although that's a tough game and you want to win that against like the Niners I have no like ill feelings towards them Seattle not really Green Bay as much but Seattle New Orleans Really, really want those games. Those yep. are like the revenge games of 2020 for the. I do think we lose to New Orleans, okay, but so then go on them, to beat them in the playoffs. You got the. I like it. You got them at nine and four. Another two game road trip here. They head out west to the Arizona Cardinals and the air raid offense led by Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's, they a, that's lose, a good man. offense, man. Because you know what I'm thinking. And they have Isaiah thinking, Simmons on defense. <laughs> when, when was the last time we played them? That was uh, 2015 in Arizona when. Or was that 2014? I can't remember oh, when uh, well, John Brown David beat Johnson that one. game, right? Yeah. No. Oh, no. That was remember in that Philly. One? That was, that was in Philly on Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. So there was the year before that when they – No, that might have been 20 – No, it was 2013 
when they played them in that Arizona. Was at home too. No, Nick Foles no. handled them pretty good, I thought, in that game. Oh, 2014, when they were on the road in Arizona. They yes. played them three and years in a row. Yes, John Brown in the last yeah. minute from Carson Palmer. Like, I just feel like that's it could be Macklin, another uh, error. That's the Macklin Gatorade game when he slammed into the yeah. Cardinals Gatorade. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But, no, I think before Dallas and Washington stretch where you have to win, that could be a tough game to win. Like, yeah. as a gambler, I would not even touch that. They've Eagles. got pieces on their defense now, too. they got Isaiah Simmons, I know, Patrick man. Peterson, Chandler Jones. They've been sneakily Jones. getting good out west. They're going to be a fun team to watch this year. Even if they're, like, 5-11 and 11 or 6-10, and 10, like, that's going to be the most fun 6-10 and 10 team <laughs> probably in a long time. All right, so you have them at 9-5. and five. A little bit of a rut here down the stretch, a two-game losing streak. They finish off in the NFC East on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. Probably a really big game at 9-5, and five, and then at home against the Washington Redskins. How do you have the Birds finishing off these uh, last two weeks? I'm going to say win and win. I just think that that Dallas game, it really comes down to everything. And if you're that far out ahead uh, and you're playing for – so who knows what you could be playing for at that point if you're like 10 and 5. I mean, you probably already locked up the division, hopefully. But in that Washington game, I think that's just you're going to take that game regardless. Like, you, There's no way you lose. But right. to me, beating Dallas twice is the most important thing because you saw what happened when you beat them twice last year. Or no, you didn't beat them twice last year. Uh, Doug Peterson guaranteed that win. That's right. We won't go back to that. <laughs> but you beat them last year when it mattered. You have to beat them twice, I feel. like It's going to be tough. Uh, they don't have that first-place schedule like we do. They're going to have it a little bit easier. So I just think you win those last two games and you're looking good going into the playoffs. Yeah, even, even through your simulation here, even if they lose two games straight against the Saints and Cardinals at nine and five with seven seeds in the NFC, I mean you're still in, in pretty good shape. Oh yeah, yeah you got to fight to. Def- there's no way yeah. you don't make playoffs with this, just right. because you could be nine and seven and go. But though it is huge if they won those final two games, hopefully take the division and get a home game. Because again, this Eagles team at the link, different different beast. I mean, most teams are in the NFL, but the link is a hard place to play. Teams do not want to go there. I think if Carson Wentz plays in that wild card game, despite Seattle having way more talent, healthy and available, I still think the Eagles win that game. All right. So you have them at, yeah, (laughs) you have them at, you have them at 11 and five. I think I agree with you. Let me just go through. I have the Redskins at a win one and oh, I also have them starting three and oh, I think it's time for that fast start again, like 2017. Then against San Fran, I think it's a loss. I think the Pittsburgh game is a win. So that's th- four and one. I think they mm-hmm. lose to the Ravens four and two. We're agreed on the first six games. Yeah, so we're agreed there. I think they beat the Giants five and two. I think they beat the, the Cowboys at home too. I think I think they start yeah, really we're, hot here. Right on track. Yeah, yeah that's first that's half what I'm of the year at six and two. Then I uh, I think they'll lose to to the Giants there. You I know so? they always beat the Giants, but I, I'm with you that one of those games they'll drop. So they, yeah, they're going to lose I, I one game Cleveland. that they shouldn't. We know that yeah. they're, yeah. they're Philadelphia. So they're seven and three heading into that tough stretch. I I'm gonna go with a loss against Seattle. I just I want to. I'm kind of like you with New Orleans. I'm hoping to jinx this. Yeah. But they they I've never I don't I can't remember if I've ever watched them beat the Seattle Seahawks. So they're seven and four. The game I became a fan back in yeah. two thousand and one. <laughs> I think I think they win the next two though. I think they beat the Packers and the Saints great. at nine and four. I do think that Cardinals game is a trap, though, before the end of the season. I do. So I'm kind of almost right there with you. I, I had them at 11-5 before we recorded. I just went through. I wanted to make sure I still feel that way, and I do. So 
I think the only difference was, you know, we were almost on the same page there, pretty much. Yeah, just about. I think this team should be, and again, last the past couple of years, I thought they'd be like a 12-win football team, and they've they've been 9-7. and seven. But again, though, dude, like, if I know there's so much that happened the last couple of years that's caused them to have to, like, dig themselves out of holes. But if all, if you get, yeah, if everything still is, if the anonymous sources are still there, the drops, everything, if you just make this team healthier, I think that at least gets you a couple more wins from the past few years. So for me, 11-5 and five I think is very realistic. I think this team is better on paper right now in May doing these predictions. And again, who knows? This could be the year they go 14-2. and two. I think right now on paper they are better. They should be better on both sides of the football than they've been. I think they're set up better to beat the teams that they play, if, if that makes fair. sense. I like that, yeah. I think the speed elements that you have match up well against the teams that you're going against, and I think your defense matches up well, especially in the AFC opponents that you're going to go against because we know that Cleveland is going to run the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. We know the Ravens are going to run the ball. I mean, that's just like the sky being blue. It's just one of the facts. And they just drafted life. a running back in the second round, J.K. Dobbins. Yep. Where you Seattle. know that Cincinnati's going to want to take the pressure off of their quarterback. Right. Seattle's going to run it. Um, who else? The Niners are going to run the ball. Dallas is going to, of course, give Ezekiel Elliott snaps. See, that's no scared of the Arizona part. game, though. Like, I, I know because they, they have passed the shit yeah, out because they're going to just yeah. go empty set every single play. And while they do have the Eagles, do have Darius Slay, and their secondary should be vastly improved this year. I'm still nervous about that kind of football team. I'll, it's just because I've been so scarred with defensive back play for the Eagles over the past decade. But I, I do agree with you, though, even now against teams like the Cardinals and if the Niners decide to start really airing it out and Seattle, because while the Niners and Seahawks, like they're running football teams a lot of the time, they have the speed and they have the, the talent on offense to throw the football 40, 45 times if they want. More so Seattle. I don't know how much I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo either right now. Uh, so... Overall, though, I'm with you. I think I think this schedule is it's tough because you win your division in the NFC East, but the way it's it's spread out through the difficulty of your opponents, through the home and away balance, I'm I'm a fan of this schedule. You know, I think more than I was this time last year, reacting to the 2019 schedule. They've had a nice stretch of bye weeks the last couple of years. Uh, they've had nine, ten, nine, I think. Uh, so they they've had those nice middle of the season rests. I I really really love having three straight home games going into a bye rather than three straight away games. I I just think that alone is paramount for the health and the overall mental state of your team because, I mean, you're beat down after going on the road for three straight weeks, not living at home, you know. For a month and a half, they're going to be able to sleep in their beds, basically. So that's huge. I think back to a couple years ago when the only game that they even left the Eastern time zone was go- to go to Seattle. I think that might have been mm-hmm. 2016, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. But it, yeah. it, that's very favorable because they don't have these crazy stretches of traveling and have to stay in California for two consecutive weeks. Uh, this is set up nicely, man. I, I really like what they're doing here with this schedule. I mean, they didn't have any part in it, of course, but... Overall, I think that they're going to be more than happy to see the way that this turned out. Me and you two live in Western New York. Uh, we could drive to some of these games. You got oh, Pittsburgh, yeah, you Cleveland, got Cleveland. Pittsburgh. I got family in Arizona, so maybe I'll uh, start. Well, again, who knows, though, with this pandemic, if people will even be able to be in these stadiums. But for right now, though, overall, I think both of us like this schedule. We both have them at 11-5. and five. 
Um, and I think that's realistic right now. I know it's kind of a retooling offseason, but I think Howie Roseman retooled this roster into a better football team. And, you know, I, I think you just get healthy. And this, is, this Eagles team is still one of the best in the NFC. That's going to do it for today's edition of Lockdown Eagles. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Louis DiBiase here alongside Gino Camilleri. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any platform. Me and Gino are doing this four to six times a week. Download it into your phone or on LockdownEagles.com. And we'll continue to react to the schedule on Twitter. Follow us at DiBiaseLOE and at Gino underscore LOE. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.